a new teaching series entitled Blessed. Um, we're looking at Psalms chapter 1. Um, how many is blessed? Amen. Amen. Blessed of God, uh, blessed by God, and blessed through God. Um, last week was a, a good week as we sent off the teenagers to go be teenagers, and I'm sure Albie and the gang, because um, Dusty's just there, he's just a poster child like the front man, but Albie's the one keeping it all together, and they went away for youth camp this week, and they always have a great time when they do that, and we're thankful for the youth, so anybody that went to youth camp, I want you to come up here, even if you went and visited, like a visitor. Even visitors, I, I need you to come up here and, yeah, that's fine. I thought you didn't like your brother. You're standing beside of him. <laughs> they bonded all after, after youth camp. Their kids got along. So parents, this is why you need to send your kids to youth camp. Um, so I just want them to, as Pastor Dusty, he's, he's coming. He's on his way, um, Isabella. It's according to where he stands, how this is going to go down. So, <laughs> this is not going to work, is it, uh, Dusty? You and Albie probably ought to come on this side. Uh, yeah, um, quit. Uh, I know leaders eat last, but it's no. Yeah, you can stand right there. That'd be fine. <laughs> Dusty likes the fall, and he's going to begin decorating his house here shortly for fall, but um, end of next week, yeah. So I just want them to share a little bit about some of the experiences of camp so that we can enjoy their labor. Okay, so they did all the hard work. Uh, they did all the uh, speaking, right? They done their own devotions and all those things, and so I just want uh, the folks here to just take a moment to share. Um, yes, so camp is something special um who in here went to camp as a kid anybody anybody in here go to camp a lot of people some people no kirby kirby, kirby went to our camps she's getting old now congrats to kirby lsw back there huh yeah yeah very proud of her ella get up here yes so don't forget about you there um so but anyway um we uh we go to camp we have a really good time and we do things a little differently than probably the camp that maybe even I grew up with. Um, you know, usually you go, it's a full week, and it's just like nonstop different stuff and jam-packed full of stuff. And that's great, and that's awesome. And we, we provide that we, like, give the kids the option to do that as well. Um, but we also want to do our own little thing to where we kind of just uh, separate from people. And uh, we go over to Long Retreat. And over there, we have the opportunity to not only um, have our own kind of church camp, but we also get the opportunity to witness to folks. And, and uh, it was really cool because um, this year, the kids were out swimming and then randomly come across a kid that was in one of our worship services last year at camp. And they just, because they invite them to come over and the kid was like, hey, I remember you guys from last year, you did the worship session around the fire and all this. And, and it's really cool that we are able to impact people um, and it's because our kids are so outgoing and bubbly and friendly. I, I would never have the courage in a million years to go, like, invite people over. But they're so awesome at that. And, uh, and God has really blessed us with that. But we always have a great time. I won't say much more because I want them to be able to fill in a little bit. Um, Albie, do you have anything? Hi, guys. 
I know that there's a pumpkin on my shirt. I'm not delusional. Right. I'm just <laughs> pretending that it's September. Um, youth camp is awesome. Dusty said I was what I was going to say. Um, it is super fun. We get really messy. They whine about grass on their legs, like it's a thing, Bella. Um, but it is a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, it is about the evening whenever we gather around the fire or when it storms inside the cabin. But that's when the kids encounter Jesus, and I think that each of them did, and I think that. Um, Shannon did, and I'm so excited that he went, even though when I asked him, he was like, I guess, yeah. Um, I think he didn't know what to expect, and I think um, I'm excited for you guys to hear from him, too. So, here you go, Ian. Oh, and Ian has really cool dance moves, if you haven't seen my video. Break it down, brother. I've seen it on camera. If you haven't seen my video, please go find it. Okay, well, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> so camp was really fun. We always love our hysterical cry laugh night where we all just catch like this really weird, like we are crying, we're laughing, we're praying at the same time. It's just happening all at once and you can't stop it. And that just goes on for like three and a half hours. But you know, it's fine, it's fine. Um, we had a lot of fun. I'll be made a squirt Kool-Aid at each other. Everyone was really scared about staining their hair. It was very fun. And we had a really good fireside worship. I always love singing the songs. That's like my favorite part. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, we came up with some great secret identities. <laughs> we are so fun, guys. It was a great time. I'm going to pass it on now. Oh, I'll tell you our made-up names. This is Priscilla here. Well, Violet isn't with us. She's, she's not dead. But yeah, she's not dead, but she she just isn't, like, in here. And I, I guess I was Zoe. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, there's Ryan. Um, or Omar. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Why do we have more than one? Oh, no, we don't need to talk about that. I think you can say that. <laughs> Should I tell them? Yes. I don't, yes. I don't know yes. if I should. Just tell them. You tell them. <laughs> no, Shannon can. <laughs> yeah, Shannon can. It's not really? You're not going to do that? Okay, okay, okay. Thank you to the adult volunteer who came, Shannon, for listening to mine and Gracie's terrible boyfriend stories. Just visited for a day. It was great. And, uh, yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, my oldest is eight. And that's a totally different world than this. Totally different. And a lot of you know, and some of you will know. And, and yeah. So, it was definitely a, 
unexpected eye opener. The first 30 minutes in the drive was like, what did I do? I was like, please don't say anything that I'm gonna have to repeat to another adult. <laughs> they were like, can we play the radio? I was like, yeah, sure. And then we tried to do the Bluetooth and I didn't have a clue. And uh, instantly I knew that was a mistake. I was like, you know what, that's a bad idea. I was like, cause I know that, I was like, because they were all like, well this one only has one cuss word and this one has, I was like, stop. <laughs> we're done, we're done, stop, radio. <laughs> And uh, so it was that continued for three more days, uh, uh, pretty much. Uh, the fake name stuff, girls are obsessed with boys at this age, obviously. I mean, obsessed. So they picked the skinniest beanpole dude there and w tried to communicate with him. <laughs> and, uh, but everybody was nervous, so they all had fake names. And it was, uh, I told you to tell it. I told you to tell it. I told you to tell it. From back here, that's what it was. <laughs> so uh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, Three-hour cry-pray session uh, is a real thing. It is, uh, I didn't know you could laugh and cry that hard. It's like, think of the worst time you've ever cried in your life and then the hardest you've ever laughed and mix it together. It's scary. That's a scary event that actually happens. And... Uh, but it was good. Uh, I was really not expecting that part. Uh, when it was one of the uh, worship times at night, and uh, it was raining, so we all went in. And uh, Dusty got done with the service part, and uh, two of the kids did a devotional through the week, and uh, was very impressed with that. Um, I thought that they were uh, speaking well above their age with the studying and work they put into that. So that was a kind of a shocker. But it was good. It was good. It was good. And uh, that was probably the best part was that pray, that one pray group. Um, every kid there got touched uh, in, in the way that they needed it. Um, it was all personal. And uh, the theme was life in full color. But honestly, um, they we talked about that and it got brought up. But... Uh, the biggest impact I think that got brought was keeping God at your center. That got brought up a whole lot through the week. And uh, I struggled with this a lot. And so this week really helped. And uh, I was able to witness to the kids that if you don't keep God first, which is so hard when you have kids and a wife, if you don't keep God first, when you do have parent struggle, struggles or spouse struggles, you're alone. So when you have God first, it makes the decisions and the conversations better, easier. And you fight through them because you have him there on your side. And that was good. And I think the kids seen that and Believe it or not, they have a lot more struggles than you, I, I would ever thought. The phone is probably the worst thing that they've ever come in contact with. It brings so much extra that I didn't have until I was older. And so much more stress, so much more anxiety, pressure, uh, just so much more. And they didn't have that for three days. 
even though they were trying really hard to find it. Uh, <laughs> they knew every little spot where you got a bar, but you couldn't do nothing with that bar. <laughs> but uh, that bar was funny. Um, but they have a lot of pressure. And this week, Dusty and Albie do such a great job every day with these kids, a lot more than I knew. And uh, as a parent, you kind of like, yeah, I'm raising my kids. I don't need somebody else in, involved giving, you know, whatever extra signals. But they are very good people with God at their core. And I don't see how you could say no to them over that. And then your kids are not going to tell you everything that's on their hearts. And not that Dusty and Albie are there like, hey, we're going to give you advice that whatever. It's just kids need somebody to listen. And I think that's a good thing that this week does is they can have an outlet away from everything and uh, just no stress, no outside forces, and uh, bring God closer to, to their center. That way when they do hit the world again, you know, he's in there. And then uh, I went to one thing like this when I was younger, and uh, it, it stuck with me like when I – Walked away from God because I was, I was just like them when I was little, and I walked away from my teens and I, you know alcohol and partying and you know tried to do the college thing and like that was way not it and but that one experience you know stuck with me so when I decided to come back I I knew what it felt like and so I think a lot of kids there this week are gonna go down that same road not in their own way not saying they're gonna go party or whatever but. Uh, it's good they have this to look back on and say, God was there. I felt him. <laughs> but I'm done. I'm going to go grab We did not like this boy. <laughs> <laughs> we were in a movie. So we just had to do it. And Gracie wrote a book about it. So that's all it was. We need Gracie here. We do need because she's got a cool last name. Awesome job, right? Thank you guys so much. Um, can we just pray over them that it'll stick? Okay, just stretch your hands towards them. Father, we thank you for this awesome uh, group of kids, Lord, and we know it's just symbolic, the ones that's here with us this morning, that more had went to camp. And there's others that's went to camp in our community in their own way, in their own format, with their own churches. And God, we just pray for the youth of our community. God, we pray that you would empower them, that you would embolden them, that you would give them a clear calling for their life. And Lord, Lord as they felt you this week, God, I pray as they're going through this summer season, as they enter back to school, God, that they would be uh, knowledge, have knowledge of your power and they would walk in it. And God, it would impact other students, their friends, their classmates. Lord, that you would use them, lead and guide them in your truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Appreciate you uh, coming up, even though you didn't want to. Um, it's good for the adults. Why does the bridge exist? Why does the bridge church exist? What is our purpose? Lots of good, lots of good comebacks here. 
I've been saying a lot lately. I've been intentionally saying this in sermons a lot lately. Who was that? Ryan's coming in strong. He's rode too many miles with me in the truck. What was that, Ryan? And? Learning together and serving others. Good job, Ryan. Everybody give Ryan a good hand. It's just because he spent more time with me. Uh, me and Ryan, we, we spend a lot of time. He, he watches me work a lot. Um, yeah, I, I got I to do it all. And uh, <laughs> uh, It's bad having to do it all. But at least I got a cheerleader there behind me, Ryan. Get it, Pastor Ben. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've seen it, Larry, at the racetrack. You know what it's like. You, you know how that is. Blessed. Uh, what a wonderful opportunity to get to preach this message after what just transpired with the kids. And that if there's one term that I can say for our youth group is they are blessed, just as Shannon just said, um, because of Dusty and Alby. And you have no idea, unless you've been involved, right, Kirby, of the impact they make. And it's not only on our kids, but they affect our kids to affect other kids. And that's a symbol of strong leadership. And I appreciate Dusty and Alby. And I think they deserve a standing ovation from the Bridge Church that they know how to learn together and serve others. We love you. Appreciate you. No, they'll say that one didn't count because you made them, do it, but I know you guys really meant it. So if you do have little kids, and like Shannon said, I think the reason really he went is because he's got an eight-year-old that's going to be soon enough, you know, being a teeny bopper. And he was just checking out, he's going out there and just, you know, kind of like Daniel Boone going into the forest and seeing what's out there. So uh, I'm sure he got his eyes open this weekend. <laughs> Hopefully he goes home and becomes a better dad uh, to his little babies. Um, I feel for you, brother. Uh, two girls and a boy? Yeah, right. My mom can give you some advice. She's been through that. So um, if you need any advice, I'm sure they'll be glad to help. That's part of learning together, though, right? Is being in a church in a congregation like this where that we are, there is some vast diversity in this church. And I'll just say it in age. You can go to a lot of churches and there's not near as much of a timeline between the youngest in this room. Hello, baby. Elsie, what, she's down the floor now. She's making noise while we go. And whoever's the oldest in the room, I don't know who that would be. Rose? <laughs> hey, hey, might as well take the cake if it's yours, right? That's Rose. We love you, Rose. And Rose is, uh, we're not going to say her age because you don't do that about ladies. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know her age. She definitely don't look it. 74. 74. Yeah, she, Leslie tells her all the time, she says, I thought you was 60. I mean, literally, I, Rose is awesome. She don't age. And she's um, she's got a servant's heart, too. And Rose, every 9-11 dinner, everything the bridge does, you take care of Sister Joanne like no other. And 
That's who the bridge is. And it's awesome to get to see that much of a gap, as Joe Don said a minute ago, or a timeline or span in a single room with a single purpose. Learn together and serve others. Because if we do those two things, there is nothing but a good future in, our, in front of us. Amen? The minute you... Because learning together means this. Somebody has to know and somebody has to not know. <laughs> and there's some people in this room that knows. Shannon, I just told you, my mom raised... Well, hers is opposite, but it's two boys and a girl, but it's kind of the same thing. Difference is slight from Doc to Olivia to Brooke. It's a little bit different. But you can learn and glean from other generations that's been there and done that, got the T-shirt, got the hat, and got scars to prove it. And it takes humility on the younger's part to go and ask somebody that's been through it, do you care to help? Will you be there for me? Will you counsel me? And I don't know about you, but I need that. No matter how old I get, Earl, there's still something I don't know. And I, we need to lean into that a little bit and, and look at these verses. I just want you to think along those terms of the blessing you're setting in. Because God don't have to allow you to be here. You hear me? You're blessed by being here. Because of the crowd you're in. And there's wisdom in this room that you need to glean from. And God wants you to be blessed. He said through scripture that it's not his will that any perish, but that all come to repentance. It's not his will for anybody to go to hell. Look at your neighbor and say, God don't want you going to hell. That's a fact. That's scriptural. That's absolute fact. Now look at him and say, I'm glad you're not going. Because we're going to heaven. Amen. <laughs> we get to go to heaven, Travis. Forever. And live in eternity. In the ultimate haven of bliss. Right, Ernie? Kind of like Ollie Hop Noodles. If anybody ever seen the movie, Ollie Hop Noodles and the Haven of Bliss, it's got some of those things that Shannon talked about. you got to look over. I think they even bleep them out. But um, you need to watch the Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss to understand because it's not about the journey. It's about the destination. And along their journey, there was problems trying to get to this Haven of Bliss to where they got to go camp every summer forgetting the stuff just Le Leslie can probably tell the whole thing verbatim word for word because we've watched it 5,000 times we'll watch it oh we're watching it tonight now there we go we watch the same movies over and over and over uh, I think I married Ernie right here <laughs> mini Ernie that's Leslie um, <laughs> I thank God for him though that uh, they've I'm blessed with the best 
in-laws, the blessed parents, the best siblings, the best family, the best church, the best. I'm blessed. You want me to say best wife? Is that? No, I was that, that You're the only one I got. I can't. It's kind of hard to compare. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you know what to me like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ernie was just glad to get rid of her. He pawned her off. <laughs> Yeah, he he drove her over to my house and left her at my kitchen table and said, "Here she is. It's the burden is now yours." Oh, love you, Aunt Mary. <laughs> Twice in one day. There we go. We, we're getting a. It's like a bidding war, isn't it? Amen. She is pretty awesome. I'll give her that. So Psalms chapter. One, but it's not really chapters, it's just a psalm or a written group of words to share information. So this is something we can learn from. Psalms 1. Man, it's 15 after. We're just now getting started. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. We're just going to read the first two verses for now. Well, now, let's just read the whole thing, then we'll get to all of it later. So it, it'll set us up for success. Verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Father, thank you for these words. Bring light to them into our hearts, into our minds, into our soul, into our spirit, man, to cause us to be like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessed is the man or woman. This is not a specific gender, but it's reaching to all of us. Blessed. As I told you a few weeks ago, that in the beginning of my walk with Christ, that I joined church, went all in, and I began to say words over and over repetitively when anybody would ask me, how you doing, blessed and highly favored. So I think that needs to be something that you just put on autopilot when somebody says, how are you doing? Don't say getting by. Don't say, well, it's just, you know, there's so much going on right now, and I'm just so busy, and it just seems like I don't have time to do anything. And that's right. Go talk to some church people. Amen, that's what you're going to hear. But is that who we are as God's kids? I'm just so busy. i got so much to do. It's just, life is just barely trucking along, it seems like. And 
nothing good ever happens to me. Eorish. Right? What if Christians begin to be Christians because can I say that the circumstances surrounding me causes me not to be blessed? I'm blessed because of who I am. Amen? I'm highly favored because of whose kid I am. Amen? We're all God's kids. If you give him your life, you become his child. You are now his. And the Bible says we're joint heirs with Christ. How much did God do for his son Jesus? That's how much he'll do for you. You're joint heir with him. It's equal. And as we say those things, begin to declare those things and project those things as who we are, it will change how we view life. Amen. It's easier for me to be negative. Joe Don's the only one with me. Maybe everybody else here is already just positive Nancy's out here. Just, woo, yeah. Yeah. Aunt Mary is. Ernie is. We know him. But I know a lot more of you, and you're not. Blessed doesn't mean I don't have difficulties. It doesn't mean I don't have some problems going on or some issues arise from time to time over and over and over again. The enemy doesn't have new tactics. He's had the same playbook, Rick, from the time in the garden to today. And it hasn't changed. His playbook is the same. He's going to poke you. He's going to hit you. He's going to do everything to tear you down because he doesn't want you to thrive. And he's jealous that you are blessed. He's mad because he's not. And he's not going to be. Why? Because he wanted to ascend above God's throne and he wanted to kick God out of his own house and say, I'm sitting here. It's what it says, what scripture says. It's my version of it, but it's the New Ben version instead of the New Living version or something. But it says he wanted to ascend and, and take that throne. And God said, huh, isn't that funny? I'm sitting here and you're not. I'm in charge, and you're not. And it says, how, Isaiah says this, how quick, Lucifer, you was cast out and thrown down from heaven as lightning. That's how fast. You ever, try to take pictures of lightning. You'll catch one every now and then, but I promise you, you'll miss a thousand trying to get one. That's how fast the battle between God and the devil went. <laughs> That's who is our God. That's who we serve. That's who I'm saying is your dad. The one that kicked the devil out of heaven in an instant, in an inkling, in a twinkling of an eye, it was over. You see, the devil was plotting and planning how he was going to do it, but he didn't know. God already knew. <laughs> the Bible says he knows our end from the beginning. He knows where we're going to be. He knows what we're going to do. He knows who he designed us to be. He knows our path. And if he's already got your future handled, why are you worried about your current situation? Amen? Because if we do, we get perplexed, and then we get downtrodden, and then we get all these things that Shannon was talking about. And can you imagine this? Think about this. To the ones older that you've been in school a while back, say you graduated before 2000. Anybody in here graduate school before 2000? 
Raise your hand real high. I need, I need to know who you are. Don't be ashamed of it. Before 2000, old fuddy-duddies. How many of you ever bullied in school? It's okay to say you was bullied in one way, shape, or form. It don't matter physical, verbal, emotional. Lots of different ways to do that. You remember the anguish of that? And a lot of times where that happened, in, mo in most of our cases, was on a school bus. Because you're alone. And that's where there's one person up there driving the bus, got a job to do, but they put a mirror in there that they can look up in every, how many seconds are you supposed to look up? Every five seconds. So don't think that the school bus knows you're coming at them because they don't. <laughs> They're busy looking back there. Whew. A lot of weight coming at you there. Um, so as they do that, but they still can't see it all, can they? And when you're getting picked on on the bus, that's, I, I hated it. I hated the bus because of being picked on on the bus. I, I hated being bullied. I had dreams that wasn't good dreams about how I was going to take care of that situation. I told my mom one time I was going to jump under the tractor tire because I was sick of putting up with it. You remember that? Don't tell your mom that because she'll beat you. <laughs> All she knew, I was wanting to jump under the tractor tire. She said, oh, I'll be in. What is it? Can I help you? She, you ain't saying that again. She didn't know what I was going through. I didn't know how to say it. But that bullying was so much. One time I ran away for 30 seconds. And because it seemed pretty quick, it was better than Dad's house and out there in the middle of the road. I'm just telling you that this is my life. I, I'll tell you my story. They take me to church, but they didn't help me on the bus, Rick. Did I pray? Yeah. Yeah, I did. For people that graduated before 2000, think about this. The bus never ends. What Shannon's talking about with those phones in their hand, the bullying never ends. There's ever for a time for the church to stand up and say it's enough and for adults to be coaches for kids. Now, it's needed. And teenagers, I'm thankful that you have the bridge and you have Dustin Alby because they've got text groups that you guys are living in. And it helps you to have a place of release that you can, you can get rid of that. But for every person being bullied, there was somebody doing the bullying. Probably a church kid, too. Mine was. His dad was a pastor. How awesome is that? <laughs> but every now and then, you put up with it so long, and I've told this story at this church before, there comes a point in time where your big brother's had enough. 
<laughs> when your big brother's had enough, Rick. And I remember that time when my two bullies was bullying me. And my big brother got up and said, that's enough. And he's sitting right back there, and I thank God for him. That I had somebody to take up for me when I couldn't take up for myself. That's what I call blessed. When I don't have to fight alone. When the battle's not mine and it's not on all my shoulders, Shannon. You was placed in these kids' lives this week to be a good example, and I know you was. I know you tried your best and you tried to be a coach this week just like you do your kids. Being blessed is that. In my terms, and I didn't look up the dictionary version this time because I don't want to. Because that puts it in words that ain't in my mouth. When I say being blessed, that means I'm taken care of. How many's got worries? whether it's somebody in your family that's dealing with some stuff and whether it's sickness, all these, there's worries come. Approach life and begin to say when somebody asks you, how you doing? And they're going to. You'll get asked that this week multiple times. Just look at them, smile real big and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. And when they say, well, what does that mean? Say, I'm taken care of. I got a big brother. He's got it all in check. And it won't happen again. Amen? Because at that point, that ended it, and I wasn't bullied again. It stopped. All you need is some help. All we all need is some help. And if we want to live a blessed life, we need to understand, I need somebody bigger than me to handle this. Amen? Don't take it in your own hands. Don't dream about and don't... Think of all these things, the way to handle it yourself. Amen. Look to the one who can help. Your big brother is Jesus. And if Jesus can't handle it, it can't be handled. Amen. And we've got struggles. We've got issues. We've got things going on. Every one of us in this room, I'm, I'm confident of that statement. And if you don't right now, you're on the top of the mountain. Amen. You're on top of the mountain. But guess what's coming? There's a slide coming down the other side, and you're going up in another valley because that's what life is, is mountains and valleys, mountains and valleys, mountains and valleys. We go through things, don't we? But the deal is to go through it. Amen? Don't get stuck on top of the mountain either. Just always, woo, yeah. It's not like that. There's times where that we need to get down in the valley so we can learn a lesson that we can't learn on the mountaintop. God uses these things for his teaching and instruction to us. Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So now you know what blessed is, right? What, what, what's being blessed, Earl? What is it? Being taken care of. That, you got it. Earl nailed it perfectly. Being taken care of. He loved being put on the spot like that, by the way. He was taking care. Did you whisper to him? <laughs> That's what a good nephew's for, ain't it, Earl? Give him a big hug. Just reach over and hug him, Earl. Oh, oh, ain't that awesome? Generational blessings. Um, 
blessed, taken care of, is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So what is counsel? If you go in a courtroom and you have to stand there, you have a right in America to what? Counsel. And when you go in there, lawyers dictate the law and they write the law, and that's why most of them are, are state representatives and right, Todd? <laughs> Me and Todd's had these discussions. You go down there and try to negotiate with state representatives or senators, state senators, and you look at them and they're like, most of them's got a law degree. How many of you like arguing with a lawyer? That's not a bit of fun, is it? I mean, I love Buddy. I, I love Luke third, whatever he is, junior third. He's Luke the third. Good people, good godly people, church-going people, good, good attorneys, good lawyers. But they're still lawyers. And guess what? They've been through training of how to tear apart what you say. They're trained to cut your knees out from underneath of you so that you can't stand no more. And it makes me so mad. In my job sometimes, in my, my place of work, that I've got counsel, they call it, that I can call the attorney and say, what should I do? And they'll give me three ring circles that means nothing. It's like I'm looking for an answer here. Just how about put it in writing, black and white, I need it that way. How about that? And they're like, no. Because the second they tell you what to do, guess what they are? Liable. If they told you exactly, specifically, what you have to do, they become liable because they're the one that told you to do it. So the reason they talk in circles is so they're not liable. But they're good counsel. If you, if you ever end up in a situation where you need an attorney, and they set you down and they read you those rights, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to counsel. The best thing you can do at that moment when they're telling you that is do what? Shut up. Shut up. It's clam up like a clam and you're not getting the pearl, baby, because I'm sitting here like this. They're telling you that for a reason. And the second you say, I'd like to receive my counsel, they can no longer interrogate you. You know that? I, I don't care if it's the FBI, the CIA. I don't care if it's Johnny Bivens, Ben Harrison. It don't matter who it is, right, Todd? When they read you those Miranda rights, that means you can shut up and they can do nothing. So the best thing you can do is what? Shut up. How many are good at shutting up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe Don, there's your picture of how to do it. <laughs> Wayne's like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Woo, yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, but actually what I'm doing right now is giving you good counsel, advice. I ain't telling you have to, because then I would be liable for telling you that. But I'm giving you good advice, just shut up. If there's anything that the church needs to do is shut up when we should shut up, 
and speak when we should speak. And let God be the dictator. When he tells you to shut up, shut up. When he tells you to speak, speak. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So if it's saying here that there is counsel of the ungodly, how many's got bad counsel at some point in your life? Maybe you went to the counselor. You ever had one of them in school? Oh. <laughs> yeah, counselor. I loved her. Miss Eddington, she was awesome. Anybody? I love her. I really do. She was. She wasn't very happy or outgoing, but she's just a good person. She was a good person. She did care. I do believe that she cared. Because when I went to her for advice, you know what she made me do? You look like a good worker. I'm going to put you to work. So her counsel to me was, I was a counselor's aide. You know what aide is? Somebody does all the work. <laughs> She had Angie there as an assistant with her, and, and I got to run all the papers everywhere all over the school. So I'd go down there, what do you need me to do? All right, take his paper and take this to so-and-so. Take his paper and go over here with this. And run, make a copy of this. Do this, do this, do this. And work me to death. I, I worked harder in the, on that than I did the biker field. <laughs> so her counsel to me was, you're just going to be a good worker. Basically what she was saying was, you're not college material. <laughs> she didn't say that. And if you're watching this, you know. <laughs> Travis, she was there. You remember some of this. But her good counsel was just, just work. Guess what? The world needs some workers. Amen? Not everybody's college material, and that's okay. And I went through the school of hard knocks, and that's okay. And I've done so good at counseling aid, guess what else they put me to doing? Janitor's aid. So now I wasn't working enough doing running all her papers and doing all that stuff, making copies and all that. Now she put me janitor's aid. And Frank Hobbs worked my feet off. Wonder I got big soft shoes on now. My feet's no good anymore. I pushed more broom in that high school than you know. Is anybody else a janitor's aid? I think Howie was. I think Howie did janitor's aid or something. I, I loved it. It was awesome. It got me out of class. Come on, somebody. That's good counsel. When you get somebody that gives you counsel and gets you out of class, that's, that's the kind I want. Thank God for Miss Eddie. And Frank was awesome. He loved it. He loved to have some little minions and helpers, didn't he? He'd, he'd put us to work. We kept that hall shining. So I graduated high school, ended up killing myself in a well, and you know all that story and all that, and Aunt Mary brings me out and all that. Guess what my first job was two weeks later? Pushing a broom. Bobby Bentley, Fee Corp, Stewart Station, shoving a broom. I had no understanding of what was happening. But the counsel was, do what you know how to do and do it well. And when I went to work down there for Bobby and them, I grew up in the biker patch, Rick. <laughs> you guys know what that is. How many's ever cut biker? Hung it in the bar. It's a job. It's work. Do whatever you can to the best of your ability. And I tried hard. I, I could go from the eighth floor to the ground floor faster than anybody on that, on that job site, cleaning handrails. You know how I did it? I got me two of those oil dry pads. 
I'd put it in my hands and put it on the rails and slide down the rails a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> I'm talking about 180 feet in the air. That's probably not a whole lot of wisdom in that. I'm sure if the plant manager would have seen me, it would get that fool out of here. But I thought, I've I got to get these handrails clean. I'm going to do a bunch of them. I'm going to do them fast. I'm going to get it done. Then I'll go over here and do this, and I'll mop again. And I'll do twice. And I'll, I'll, I took the fire hose one time and went down, and they told me to clean the bathrooms. You know how I've done that? I opened the door with the fire hose. I'm talking full on stream that big. It's a wonder there's anything left in there. Don't tell me to do something. I'm going to break something, tear something up. I'm doing something. Something's going to move. But that council wasn't of ungodly people. That was of godly people. My dad taught me to work. And work isn't always physical. Some work is mental. There needs to be some thinkers. Because I wasn't thinking when I was sliding down those handrails. So don't take this to mean anything that I'm not saying this. I'm saying do something. Do it for God. Do it well. Do it because you're blessed by him. Because the counsel of the ungodly is just do enough to get by. That's not the God I serve. I serve a God that goes above and beyond. That's called grace. Amen. He gives me more than I deserve. Amen. He allows me to have more than I deserve to have. He allows me to do more than I should be able to do. Why? Because I'm his kid. And you're sitting here today and you're his kid. And I'm just wondering if I'm getting to you through these words to think for a moment that you are blessed. I want you to walk out of here today knowing, not wondering if I am, but walking out with a confidence, not pride, a confidence that says, I am blessed and highly favored. God has got this. Because the counsel of the ungodly is everywhere out there in that big old world that we're living in. And they'll tell you all kinds of advice that's all wrong. That's not near enough amens. There are some people out there who will point you in the wrong direction, and the enemy will use them to get you off path. Why? Because he knows if I can keep poking, if I can keep prying, if I can keep pushing, if I can keep putting people in their path, if I can slow them down, if I can keep them from church, if I can keep them from listening, if I can keep them from learning, and if I can keep them from serving, guess what? He'll get you off path. That's what he's trying to do. And today, God wants you to know, I got this. got this it may be hard or it might be hard he's telling you I got this man lay it at my feet and watch and see what I'll do Brian same thing he's got this Kirby big old world worried about what to do lay at your master's feet just like pretend you're a teenager all over again and singing crazy songs and crying and laughing at the same time. Lay at his feet. He's got this. You're blessed. For one, you're blessed with awesome parents.
everybody in this room. I'll call you all out. perception of yourself will become reality when you begin to think this way. Now I'm not just talking about name it and claim it, glab it and brab it and all this stuff. I'm not talking about that. The Bible says don't think of one, oneself more than you ought. When you're saying I'm blessed, I'm taken care of. Somebody's got this. It's just a sign of humility. And the Bible says God gives grace to the humble. blessed won't you bow your head and close your eyes with me Father we thank you so much for this opportunity to be in your house to hear your word for you to speak about to us about being blessed God, give us clear understanding and help this to become a reality this week. That these words that are spoken in due season, that they won't be seeds that are just scattered abroad here this morning that we trampled on or fall on stony ground, but God, good soil in this room, that these seeds, these words that are spoken today would take up root on the heart of every individual in this room. Help us to be a people at the bridge that learns lessons like this and serves a community like ours because we're blessed. Help us to be a blessing to others because you've blessed us. That collectively we can do so much more because we're a group of blessed people. And God, if there's anybody sitting here today that don't know you as their personal Savior, maybe they've known you at one point in their life and they've walked away. Maybe they've never given their heart to you, but they've heard a lot about you. But they're sitting here thinking, I want to get in this. I want to be blessed. I want to give you my life. And God, you've sent the Holy Spirit to knock on their heart's door right here in this place. Maybe they're watching online live right now. Maybe they'll hear the recording this week and they're driving down the road in their car. God, I pray that you would just knock and continue to knock and knock and continue to knock and knock and continue to knock until they allow you in. Because God, I know the moment you come in, the blessing begins. Nobody looking around, every head bowed, every eye closed. Is there anybody here that will say, that is me. I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Today's my day. God's knocking on my heart's door and he's asking me, come 
Amen. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Thank you. Whether you're coming for the first time or you're coming for the thousandth time, that you're here today and you're saying, I want this blessed life. And today is my day. I give you my life. Amen. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? here just pray this prayer with me and, and these that lifted their hands and even if you didn't you can pray this prayer and lifting the hand really means nothing other than that I know that I can pray for you and I can help but I, I want everybody here to pray this prayer with me everybody say Heavenly Father I come to you in Jesus name I'm asking you to forgive me for my sins for my faults, for my failures. Help me to do my best in this life and help me to entertain your son to forgive my sins so that I can live forever in eternity with you. In Jesus' name.